Section six of Horror Stories by Ada Buisson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Baron's Coffin. Chapter three. The Message. It was a long distance to Bordeaux. The old sundial standing in the courtyard of the chateau marked scarcely noon, as, mounted on Monsieur Louis's own horse, I began my journey and it was not very far off midnight when i reached the city it was but feebly lighted by lamps in some of the principal streets and had it not been for the bright moonlight pouring down on it and on the broad garonne i should have had some difficulty in finding the particular spot where i was to meet monsieur paul's messenger i knew it was to be on the quay but i could not help being a little startled when a tall man wrapped in a cloak came and laid his hand on my horse's bridle vous voila said a voice that in spite of the folds of the cloak being drawn over his mouth i recognised as monsieur paul's i saluted him immediately and then for the first time he seemed to be aware that i was not his brother he drew back muttering something between his teeth monsieur louis couldn't come i said he was not well enough to bear the fatigue of such a ride but he has sent me to hear the news of monsieur paul <laughs> ill exclaimed monsieur paul with a low cruel laugh ill to death i suppose perhaps it would be better for him that it was so i hope not monsieur i replied as if i knew nothing about his hatred for his brother and trying to talk in the same respectful but familiar way i was accustomed to do with monsieur paul i hope there's no bad news for him no bad news for the family monsieur paul walked on beside my horse for a few minutes without speaking at length he turned to me and said in his own quiet voice but anxiously it's not likely antoine that i should be away from my post in paris at this time unless fears for my family induced me i have some power with the party now paramount but not sufficient to ensure protection to a declared enemy of the republic monsieur louis an enemy of the republic i exclaimed why there couldn't be a stauncher supporter of it he's as red a republican as yourself monsieur paul bah my good friend it's easy enough to lie in this world but not so easy to make yourself believed monsieur paul replied taking out a small pocket-book and beginning to scribble something in it as he walked look here antoine i daren't do more than this i daren't say more but the sooner my brother louis gets out of france the better for him give him this paper and tell him what i've told you these are fearful times for us all natural ties bind no more than wisps of straw some fiend is calling for blood blood and as long as one can save one's own self one dare not deny that of one's kindred go back to the chateau antoine as fast as you can and do as i tell you it's the best and only advice i can give good night he stood there under the moonlight saying that in his quiet voice and looking so sad and anxious that i could not but think he meant what he said and that monsieur louis's suspicious nature had led him to imagine evil i touched my cap to him if you would just say a word how to manage to get master away monsieur i don't believe he will be persuaded 
tant pis pour lui he replied moving off i have done what i can good night and before i could say another word he was gone i was not much of a scholar and turn about that little bit of paper monsieur paul had given me as i would i could not make out a single word but i was fortunate enough to meet little mademoiselle paulina in the pinewood as about noon next day i rode into the chateau grounds no one knew where i had been except monsieur louis but i suppose mademoiselle guessed there was something unusual stirring to occasion my long absence and she was on the watch a sweeter kinder-hearted little lady than mademoiselle paulina i never knew she was the only good thing about that gloomy old place for the other two young ladies were very much like their brothers in disposition mademoiselle marie resembling monsieur louis and mademoiselle clotilde monsieur paul well when she caught sight of me she came running up and catching hold of the horse's mane she exclaimed where have you been antoine tell me at once i know there is something wrong going on by louis's face tell me out truly and boldly antoine and she tried to look commanding and stern like her brother but couldn't because she was terribly frightened mademoiselle i said sorrowfully if you want to know your brother's secrets you had better ask him will you be kind enough to read this paper to me it's a note i have just found on the road she took it and glanced at it and then looking up at me she cried antoine do not lie this is my brother paul's writing where did you get it will mademoiselle read it to me she bent her head over it and her hand shook like an aspen leaf things are looking black for you the only plan i can think of is flight or the one suggested should you determine on the former let me know and i will do all i can to delay a crisis we were neither of us great scholars though mademoiselle could read beautifully and when she looked up and asked me in a frightened tone what it meant i could tell no more than she did paul give it to you she asked presently what has he been so near without coming to see us to see me and then she bent her poor tearful eyes again over the paper and read once more it's very dreadful she said but do you know antoine sometimes i think that she paused it's awful not to be able to trust one's own brother she added let us go to louis monsieur was in his room standing staring out of the window as was his habit he let me come in but mademoiselle remained at the door then i told him about my meeting with monsieur paul and he gave a horrible smile as i told him how disappointed he seemed at finding it was not his brother and he muttered i thought so i thought as much and then catching hold of my arm he cried loud enough for mademoiselle to hear why didn't you shoot him dead where he stood traitor you are all traitors together to hold his life in your hand when you knew it was a question between mine and his and not take his my god and then he tore the paper from my hand and almost hurled me out of the room and there 
as his sister and i stood in the passage we could hear him raging within like a furious beast mademoiselle paulina put her hand on the balustrades and crept downstairs and then as i followed her she drew me into her own little room good kind antoine she said with her cheeks looking hot and red and her eyes wild what shall we do i believe he spoke truly it must and will be his life or pole's they hate each other like wicked fiends instead of loving each other as brothers what shall we do if monsieur louis would leave france i began he will never do that he will stay and fight it out she answered why antoine you have known louis all his life and can you remember a single instance of his giving way i shook my head or of paul being true she went on no no antoine the de gaulles have been a sinful race from the beginning and in the end it will be the same what shall we do antoine meanwhile overhead we could hear the furious tread of monsieur louis it startled the poor young lady several times and each time she exclaimed what shall we do and then mademoiselle clotilde called her and she was obliged to go away there were so few servants in the chateau the young ladies were obliged to do a great deal and somehow it always seemed that mademoiselle paulina had the heaviest share of household work as she went away she whispered don't tell anyone antoine and after dinner come into the great salon i want to speak to you i never shall forget that dinner i waited behind mademoiselle mardi's chair for monsieur louis still remained in his room and it was dreadful to watch the face of little mademoiselle paulina opposite but she bore up bravely ate and drank and talked to her sisters as if her heart was the happiest in the world only once or twice as she caught my eye she gave a little start when monsieur louis's footsteps overhead frightened her then i went to her in the great salon but mademoiselle clotilde came too and so i could get no more talk with her that night as for monsieur louis he went out as soon as the dusk had fallen and did not return till dawn and then to judge by the sweat his horse was in he must have ridden far and hard he looked frightfully haggard and his eyes were fierce and bloodshot but as i opened the great door to him he said to me so gently get to bed antoine that i took courage to reply i was in hopes monsieur that you'd gone for good no antoine i'll fight it out with him he answered but in a less ferocious tone than i had heard him use for a long time when speaking of his brother end of section six